Well, I don't think it's hot, but it's definitely warming up nicely. Two above today, four tomorrow. Dave Phillips from Environment Canada reminding me, besides the warp, the days are getting longer. And there's always a but when you talk about great weather. You're gaining about almost four minutes a day. You can get a few more degrees out of the sunshine than what the air temperature is measuring. And right now, we're seeing temperatures, of course, that are, um, you know, uh, are three to five degrees warmer than normal. We have this large weather feature um, over the prairies, and it's allowing the uh, Pacific air to just spill over the Rockies and get into Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, particularly in the southern parts of those uh, provinces. And we're seeing temperatures that could be, you know, five to ten degrees warmer than they normally would be at this time of the year. My sense is that my gosh, this is just February. Any veteran of the um, of the prairies knows that, hey, winter is not over until maybe May. Yeah, that is a good point, David Phillips from Environment Canada. And I do see uh, early next week uh, overnight lows getting back into those minus 20 range. But, uh, yeah, good spell of weather ahead of here, uh, ahead for the weekend. And uh, with no school, of course, uh, you might be looking for things to, to do or you already have plans. Uh, if you're a hockey parent, you probably do. We're getting to that point now where there's a lot of tournaments on. And I was at a rural rink Bethune uh, last weekend, and it got me thinking about rural Saskatchewan rinks and uh, just the vibe. It just feels kind of homey when you go back to a rural rink and when you live in the city as I do. And I just like the way the rink smells. Really horrible in some instances, but it's that rubber. It's the ice. It's the sweaty socks and whatever else has been left behind. and I don't know. There's just something about a good rural rink. Some of them are really, really fancy now. I, I keep hearing about the co-op place in Winyard. In fact, Candy Lynn Chuckery on my CJME Morning Show Facebook page votes best rural rink is in Winyard now. Incredible facility, spacious dressing rooms, great views everywhere. They got a full canteen, upstairs lounge, license, and it's always busy. Thank you, Candy, for that. In fact, uh, I got a picture of that on my morning show Facebook page. And, and thanks to Bonnie Fenbrick, too. Uh, she said, Pence Memorial Rink. Friday night rink burgers at the Pence Rink there are amazing. And Tracy, Tracy uh, Karalchuk said, Fillmore has the best natural ice surface. They've had recent and ongoing renovations in the building, make it the hub of the community. And uh, they rent it out, too, and uh, she provided some picks. Thank you, Tracy, for those of the rinky and Fillmore. So uh, my question this morning, and you can text one 877 where is Saskatchewan's finest rural rink? What do you love about it so much? What does it mean to you? And where's the best burger? That's what we're looking for this morning. Saskatchewan's best rural rink. You can text one 877 307275 here this morning. Coming up still, uh, Evan Bray is going to be popping by at 720, and uh, he's going to be doing a deep dive himself on uh, what the uh, Saskatchewan School Board, who till now has been pretty quiet as of late in regards to teacher support. But uh, I don't know, maybe they fear, I guess, their budget as provided by the province. But uh, he's going to be talking to them on the show later on this morning. I will have Mayor Sander Masters. Joining me in studio this morning, about 7.50, she wanders through here. If you have any questions for the mayor or concerns or gripes about the city, pose your question now at one 300 7275 
And I'll uh, pose your question to the mayor if I have time. one 7275 Greg Morgan here at 651. Uh, Warren texted me one 877 Heard me discussing about uh, rural rinks. Uh, my search is on this morning with your help. Where's the best one in all of Saskatchewan? I'm looking at the rink burgers, how you size it up, and just, you know, the coziness. Even some of the coldest rinks are some of the funnest rinks to go. For the longest time, I used to love going to Lang, and we all know about that drawbridge staircase from the dressing room. It's they got great rink burgers there. A few of you told me about that. Ward said, I did go to that Winyard rink in the summer and looked in. Man, he was impressed. It doubles as the uh, golf clubhouse, too. I forgot about that. A beautiful course. Warren, thanks for reminding me of that. Joining me now, Kevin Martell from the 980 Jamie Newsroom. Young man, you grew up in rural Manitoba. Yeah. But uh, what about rinks? Yeah, so I followed my brother around a lot uh, as he was playing hockey. And I can remember a little... Tiny town in Manitoba, Kenton, Manitoba, had mm-hmm. one of the coldest drinks, just the coldest drink. I'll tell you what, though, we did come to Saskatchewan, not often uh, for him playing hockey, but we went to Redverse. And I remember in Redverse, not so much about the rink, but there was a referee who wore jeans, who wore blue <laughs> jeans. And I could not look away. I could not get over, you know, they always wear, of course, the the black yeah. pants. But for some reason, he must have left the pants at home that day, forgot about them, and he's wearing blue jeans. And I couldn't even concentrate on the game. I was just so fixated, Greg, on that referee in Redverse wearing blue jeans trying to officiate a game. Well, you well, you were busy staring at the referee's <laughs> bottoms. I was just, you know, thinking in small-town Saskatchewan as as a kid. Uh, my dad was my coach on a lot of my teams too, right? And so yeah. when we go to small-town Saskatchewan, you, you know, you couldn't wait to get the fries or the rink burger right after. And hopefully you win and you're celebrating with that rink burger, right? For me, that, for me, that was the best part. Yeah. I'd ask mom for money and I'd go get a rink burger and just love every second of that burger. All it had on it was ketchup and mustard, maybe some cheese. Yeah. That's it. And it was still the best. Uh, and as I've said before, Kevin and I stare one another through glass. But in between us is Frank, a producer, sits in the middle. And Frank just told me a moment ago when... When he thinks about rural rinks, he thinks that's the only place he would ever use vinegar on his fries for oh, some reason. Oh, interesting. That's a little weird, isn't it? It is. But I can relate to that because I think that's the only time and the last time I used vinegar <laughs> was a kid at a rural rink. But anyhow, where's the, the best rural rink in Saskatchewan and the best burgers? one 877 300 Okay, let's let's... Explain to me what the teachers were doing here. I think I kind of know. They were, they, this is There's violence in classrooms. Yeah, so that was the kind of the header of their news conference yesterday. We knew they were going to be talking about it. They got very specific with what kinds of things that they deal with. And they brought forward uh, one teacher who's now left the province because of some of the things that she experienced. She had a broken nose, concussion at the hands of one student. She had to be taken to the hospital in an ambulance during the school day when this happened. We're also hearing about things like students throwing chairs, peeing on the floor, headbutting staff, but just like 
shocking things that you wouldn't normally hear when we do stories about, you know, your kids in the classroom. But the very real thing that happens, you know, quite often, according to the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation, and that's why, you know, we talk about when they talk about classroom complexity, they want things in their contract with the government to include to help eliminate some of these examples. Again, it is a good education. Uh, some of the examples, as you said, were pretty shocking. Uh, and it's good to to have everyone understand what they're going through. But at the same time, uh, yes, it is part of their plight to try and, uh, you know, um, get the public awareness and hopefully on their side. Uh, where it's at right now, well, I leave that to Evan Bray because <laughs> there's a lot of school discussions on his show coming up later on. And it seems uh, uh, getting a, a little divided at times on issues. And still but- no update on, by the way, too, I'll just jump in, no update on what kind of impact STF might have in the classroom for your kids next week. Rotating strikes, we we're hoping to get more information on that, where they might happen, if they happen. But to this point, we don't know. Okay, uh, before I break, one of Canada's most notorious killer, uh, serial killers is eligible for day parole as of uh, today. I do remember this one in the headlines many years ago. Oh, we, yeah, everyone will. Robert Picton. Uh, remember, this is the Port Coquitlam pig farmer who was either convicted or suspected of killing more than two dozen women. Now, it's unlikely he'll be released, but advocates still call it disgusting that he can even apply for parole. Okay, Kevin, uh, of course, all of which we talk about, you will find more details at cjme.com. And certainly at the top of the hour here, Kevin's returning with uh, uh, more details than just what we shared there with you. Now, uh, coming up next hour, Mayor Sander Masters, my guest. If you have a question for the mayor, one 7275 Do share. I'll try to get your questions in as well. Classic rock, foreigner style. They're returning to Saskatchewan in May with a couple shows, one in Saskatoon, another in Moose Jaw. And for years now, they've been touring with a band made up of only one original member. Founding member, no less, guitarist Mick Jones. But uh, now even he is stepping away, announcing just yesterday officially that a number of years ago he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And he realizes now that moving on just isn't possible anymore and uh, Foreigner is currently out on a farewell tour, but Jones had not really performed with this form of the band since 2022. And through social media, he said, I'm still very much involved in the background with Foreigner and remain a presence. And given the fact another guitarist has had to step in the last little while, yes, the Foreigner shows coming here will still go ahead with the present lineup, which has been together a number of years now. But no, new, Lou Graham is long gone. He and Foreigner, Mick Jones and Foreigner, I think, along with Lou, they, they belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. I couldn't believe it when I read this week, they're not. And they are nominated. You can vote for them. In fact, they have a link on their own website. They're nominated along with Mariah Carey. Now, come on. I don't mind Mariah, but Foreigner deserves it more. They've sold more than 80 million albums. One of the most played artists on classic rock radio. It's It's crazy to me to think that they've gone... Over 20 years of eligibility, and they've never once till now been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mark Ronson is one of the hottest record producers of our time right now. He's even produced a video, and in it there are several celebrities 
to convince the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame they've got to induct Foreigner. Uh, there's Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, Ronson himself, and Jack Black in this little video. Here's a, here's a portion of it. You want to know what love is? Love is putting Foreigner in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've loved Foreigner since I got their debut record. Can't believe they're not in already. Oh my God. There's one drum riff that I have used in more than a few songs. There's no way that I would be the record producer and the musician that I am today if it wasn't for Foreigner. Feels like the first time when Onano <laughs> like you opened up the door. Hey, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, open the door. Foreigners waiting outside. Let him in. Yeah, Jack Black in that video. Incidentally, uh, Mark Ronson is the stepson of Mick Jones, who I just told you is stepping away because of Parkinson's disease. But yeah, they, they've got to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My goodness. Uh, get ready to ring those phones. Telemiracle 48 is set to return this weekend. Live audience here in Regina kicks off 9 o'clock Saturday night and Sunday at 5. And you're welcome to attend as an audience member at the uh, International Trade Center of the Real District. No, it's no longer the Connexus. You need a ticket because there's only a limited number of those seats available where they are set up at the Trade Center, and you can get details at telemiracle.com. But, uh, man, when we were kids, my brothers and I, we'd beg mom and dad to let us put our PJs on and stay up late, watch as much as we could all night long on a Saturday night. It all depended, of course, if the Flyers were playing on Hockey Night in Canada. But if they weren't, then we could do it. And I'm pretty sure we never made it past midnight, but um, when we were little... Birthday, Evan. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Big plans for your birthday tonight? Spending my day with you, my night with Jody, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Does she go all out when you, know you get what? We're home? We're going out for you a nice your supper. slippers on and <laughs> no feet slippers. Up. No? But uh, we're going out for a nice supper. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. I hope it's going to be a great day for you. I hope nothing goes wrong in your day. <laughs> well, what could go wrong? <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm talking about rural rinks here this morning. Recently, I was in Bethune. It just kind of reminded me as a kid how fun they were and, and the incredible smell of a rink in small-town community, the ice, the rubber, the sweaty socks of all those who've come through the doors before. <laughs> You're painting such a and, good and, picture. And, and some rinks are colder than others. But it never seemed to matter when you were a kid. It mattered for parents having yeah. to sit there. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I was in Bethune this past weekend, and I could have gone outside, but they were they had blankets. <laughs> the, the family members are, oh, I'll stay on this side of the glass where I can smell the fries here and the best burgers. Uh, how about you? Do you have well, a few rinks in mind? Of course, I have to start with the Abernethy's rink, which had no artificial ice. So mm -hmm. when we had ice in there, if the weather got mild, like what we're going through right now, there would be drips from the roof and yeah. little bumps would form <laughs> yeah, well. on the ice. So I remember a coach saying to us, okay, guys, 
avoid the right side of the ice <laughs> if you can because there's a lot of bumps over there. It must anyway, be cold too. I mean, it was cold, but I think Belcaris, uh, where I spent a lot of my uh, growing up in, in terms of being in the rink, I roughed a lot of hockey there. That is a cold rink. It's got heaters on one side, not the visitors' side. The visitors <laughs> had to sit in the cold. the The home side had heaters, but man, I'm telling you, it's a cold rink for sure. And what about the burgers? Come on, we got to yeah, hear about the, the rink. Burgers. The rink burgers are they're always good. I mean, I just think there's something about having a rink burger and i used to like an orange crush to wash it down (laughs) (laughs) that that's changed now what you wash it down with i just got a text here come on the shonovan rink home of the hunter brothers uh brayden uh coburn haley wickenizer great clean facility spectacular baking at the concession. It's a must visit the Shonovan rink. Hey, well, thank you for that. So many small town rinks have great baking, but I also have to give a mention to Momart's rink because they had, I think they maybe still have a great big round thermometer just as you step out into the actual rink area to remind you how bitterly cold <laughs> it is out there. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a kid and as parents of uh, hockey uh, kids, there are some rinks that you just look at the schedule and think, "Uh oh, (laughs) what if the grandparents want to take them that (laughs) weekend? Dress warm that (laughs) weekend. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, birthday boy, what's coming up here on the show? I noticed that uh, um, the Saskatchewan School Board, they had been pretty quiet till uh, recently. Late last week, they made a statement, right? They did, yeah. They they came out last week and said, look, uh, we don't believe classroom complexity should be bargained in the collective agreement, it's absolutely an issue, but it needs to be bargained and handled outside of the now, collective agreement. Now, isn't that agreement. a little out of fear because the province kind of uh, provides their budgets well, and I they're mean, that's fearful the of saying anything? Well, I mean, the thing about the school boards. Step- like, they're, they're in a tough situation, right? They need the province. They rely on the province for funding, but they also need and work daily with the teachers. So when the dust settles, uh, that's what I'm going to talk with Jamie Smith-Windsor about today, who's the president of the Saskatchewan School Boards Association, is how do you navigate maintaining positive relationships when we're right now in the middle of a dogfight? 725, our premier, Scott Moe, is off on a trade mission to India. That's got uh, the opposition uh, a little annoyed. They, they've they been keeping track, right? They they say that it's it's been over $232,000 on India trips alone. This last trip uh, that he took was 56000 they said. Haven't heard how much this one's costing, but uh, opposition not happy. They think he should have stayed home. Yeah, and I've got uh, the opposition uh, trade critic, Alina Young, is on the show with me today. And so we'll talk about that. I'm supportive of these trips. I think these are important. We export $1.3 billion worth of goods from our province to India alone. Now, do you need to go over as many times as they have? I mean, that's what we'll talk about. They also have a trade office over there. So what's the role of the trade office and, and does it require our politicians to travel this much? Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I understand the optics of it as well, too. But you're right, because uh, they're not coming to us if we don't go to them. Uh, you you kind of got to sell your province sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, we know that federally Canada has fractured a relationship with India, so I think it causes the province like ours to work even harder. Okay. Where are you going for supper tonight, can you say? Oh, golf. Yeah, I'm going to golf tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And do you make Jody pay or in the end do you say, ah, hon, I thought maybe I Maria it. would pick it up tonight. <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> Good plug, Maria. I hope you heard that. <laughs> it's 726. Thank you, Evan. We'll see you back here at 830.